and it's just the three of us. I love it. Good morning, and welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. I, I was referring to the three Noodlebergs, but we uh, <laughs> Shay is a partial Noodleberg, I guess. So uh, sure. Well, I mean, the original crew that ran the show was you, me, and Shay. Right. right That's exactly. when it really started. We've, but uh, now we get this guy with us this morning for a little while because hi, yeah, hi, why not, hi. right? He said hi. He's getting so good. I mean, I'm really thinking he's like maybe a month or two away from being able to host a show on his own. Yes, See, tell us there, about he goes, it. there he goes. <laughs> I love it. Um, we were remiss yesterday to not formally wish Mr. Shea a happy birthday. I think he's 26. Yes, 26. Shea, play the music for yourself, yeah. man. Like Come I on. said yesterday, play the damn yeah. music. Play I wish, the, I wish I was in the meeting. Play the music. Happy birthday Happy birthday, Shay. So what'd you do last night? Uh, went to our favorite uh, spot in Palm Beach, which which you guys par- partook before moving back south and ditching me. Um, Okeechobee Steakhouse. I still consider it one of the best. I mean, it is not fancy. Uh, it's not uh, as expensive as the others, but it's pretty special, man. Very good. I'm glad our bar you. was bar was packed as usual at six thirty, and uh, you know, restaurant started going. <laughs> Food is free at the bar when it's early time. Then it clears I love up. it. Anyway, um, so yesterday we had the first face-to-face meeting we've had in a long time. We had all hands on deck. And it is mind-boggling to me. That- yeah, I get it. <laughs> He's screaming. It was mind-boggling to me that we scheduled the entire year. We went through the next, you know, 10 weeks of calendar through January, blew my mind. I was like, holy cow, that was fast. Yeah, I mean, it was great to be able to look at every week, go through the dates that were happening. And, you know, I mean, I think you could do that at the beginning of the year, too. Obviously, you know, it's going to change and adjustments are going to happen because you never know what's happened with these little people or the things that are going to pop up in your life. But it's great to do the best that you can in trying to set the direction for what you want to do. And yeah, I mean, you know, we know when we're going to be off. We know when we're going to be working. We know what holiday events we have coming up. We know what major fundraisers are going on. And then we've got our normal schedule in between. But when you create those pillars for the next 10 weeks, which is crazy to think that there's only 10 weeks left in the year. It's mind-blowing. I felt a sense of security and, you know, knowing how, I mean, everybody here knows what, how, what a maniac I am about calendar. Knowing that it's set and who's where and what's what left me feeling really, really, really cool and really special um, about who we are, about what we do, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, we got... The, you know, you, we missed you the week before when you were traveling. Jake and I went and accepted the award for Men of Influence. And uh, there we are uh, with, uh, those are self-made plaques. We, we had three of those made so that we will probably uh, put them in our home offices. But you then posted it this morning and you posed a very interesting question, which you do every day. Your content is spectacular. But you said coaching and being coached 
are very different, and I wanted you to uh, unpack that for us. Well, yeah, any anybody can just call themselves a coach, I think, because if you just call yourself a coach and you tell people what to do and you give guidelines and you give directions, that's technically coaching, right? But but being called a coach by somebody else or coaching somebody else really requires influence, you know, and that influence has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the other person, them making a decision that they're going to allow you to influence them. So whether you're the president of company, whether you're the CEO, whether you're a manager, whether you're just the team lead, it doesn't matter. All of that is coaching or has a role to be a coach, which you have to earn the right to influence somebody. You have to earn the right to do those things. So it's really important to understand that being a coach could be a parent, could be anything. The role of being a coach is something that I think is the most honorable thing you can do in your life. It's so hard to take you serious, though. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at that face. Look at now, that. Now, now the thumb's in, so now he's good. It's incredible. It is incredible. Let's wake this thing up. Let's continue to be the coaches we are. We got a great show, some great conversation, some more jewels. I know that coming up. So stay tuned. Shay, wake us up. Before we get started, a couple of shout outs. Josh Vandergriff is here this morning. Shout out to him because he is coming all the way from Palm Beach to join us at the Women's Power Summit. Shay, show me what that looks like. If you have not bought a ticket and you live in proximity, I'm coming to your house and I'm breaking a toe. <laughs> I'm you right now, I'm breaking a toe. We do highly suggest that all males and females be at this event. I wrote the uh, oh, more music. You want to hear more music? <laughs> Kai loves the wake. Our Jules loves the wake up song. So he wants to hear more music. But yes, I think I wrote the questions for it yesterday. I'm really, really excited about the conversation that's going to be had through this. So I would suggest everybody be there. Yeah, so I'm, I, I, you know, I know Jonathan Aaron sent the note. He's great. He goes, I happen to be traveling. Otherwise, I would be there. And who knows where in the world Jonathan Aaron's is, but he would have tried to make the effort. So um, we're pushing hard this morning. I think there's a dozen tickets left. I want to be able to put a stamp on it, say, you know, sold out, can't, can't do it. So um, also in the event calendar, October 30th, if you happen to be, uh, somewhere in the vicinity, go check out uh, my LinkedIn guru, Mark Nudelberg. I'm on a panel with other TEDx speakers, man. Wait a Yeah, it's cool. LinkedIn Locals putting on event at Boca Raton Innovation Center, which is super cool. And I'm uh, excited to talk about being on the, sh on the, you know, the TEDx stage, get to talk about LinkedIn. I think there's gonna be a lot of topics that we cover. So it's gonna be super cool. 
Very, very, very nice. Okay, so um, that's the event calendar. Let's move on to a piece of content. And again, this is driven by what you put out there. And the universe tends to take a theme. And if you focus on something, it shows up everywhere. You posted this picture of my grandson in New York jamming on a slice of pizza. (laughs) Jules, that's you. That's his first slice of pizza ever. Like he's never had pizza before. And we cut up the beginning part of it to help him get started. And then sure enough, he just picked it up and dove right in, which was super cool. So uh, you you asked a couple of questions that were super fun. (laughs) Got a lot of engagement. If you don't fold your pizza, man, get out of my face. Out. You're out. out. A lot of people don't. Might as well put mayonnaise on it. Out. So the same day, and this is where you can't make this stuff up, Seth Godin posts something about the pizza principle. And I'll read it for those that can't see it. Good pizza is rare, even though the method to create it is well known. Anybody can create a a pizza. You see people do it at home. You see people do it in these cold fire things that they're buying. Any efforts to make it more convenient? cheaper or easier will almost always make it worse. Um, If you think this post is about pizza, I'm afraid that you're already stuck, which is an absolute grand slam post. Mark, thoughts? Yeah, I just think it speaks to, you know, it's about how you do what you do. It's not what you do. It's not about making pizza. It's about how you make the pizza. It's about the experience around the pizza. Obviously, the pizza still has to be good at the end of the day. But it's so much more than that. And so, you know, there's lots of I don't care what the business is. I look at it as coaches all the time. Like I met more coaches over the past two weeks than I think I've met in the past two years. But it's just because we may talk about the same things or just because we may teach the same concepts doesn't mean we do it the same way and doesn't mean we create the same impact. So it's all about how you said that, because a lot of what happens in our uh, strategy meetings is. We don't want to be like that. So I do not eat Little Caesars or Domino's pizza. I don't consider that pizza. Get it to me in 30 minutes and it's, you know, (laughs) soaking wet. And I I don't want to do that. You know, I'll take the ride down to Miami Beach and go to Joe's Pizza. I'll wait online in New York because good pizza is good pizza. And I tell this to every single person I that is willing to listen to it. It's that... um, it takes a certain amount of time to bake the cake. It takes, you know, it takes a certain amount of time to make good pizza. It takes quality ingredients, uh, Gary. Yeah, quality ingredients. Yeah. Great job. So when you think about it in terms of your business life and your personal life, if you don't have the right ingredients, the outcome, the the, the finished product is going to suck. Yep. You know. So you know what we see out there, what we are willing to accept to be called pizza. It's yeah. shameful. It's absolutely, <laughs> you know, just getting back to the food side of it. This shouldn't be any like gluten-free pizza. That is the worst thing ever done. on <laughs> It's like, come I on. You know? I don't know. I've had a cauliflower crust pizza that was pretty damn good. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it. I'm really not. because I've had it. It tasted pretty damn good. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am shown's in for new york pizza well, i would just tell you that there's nothing like it right like i said that to you guys when i got back i was like bagels and pizza you we think we have good stuff around us we don't even know good until we step into new york 
and you walk into any any pizzeria around the corner and you get a quick slice, even one that's been sitting there for hours that they then throw in the oven and reheat for you, just delicious. Absolutely phenomenal. I love it, man. Mr. 01 doesn't do it for me. Sorry, Joy. Um, I, I like know. Mr. 01 as well. I mean, you know, but it's different. Like, so, and Heritage. Like, for those of you who live in Lauderdale. Heritage is great. I love Heritage. But Heritage is a eclectic it's a, pizza. It's not a New York pizza. But they make a delicious pizza. I would say the same thing for Mr. 01. Like if you're looking for a classic style of pizza, that you're not going to get that there. But if you're looking for, you know, a different style of pizza, they make a delicious one. The see, there's more to the story. It happens to be a JTI client, which by the way, congratulations, celebrating 10 years. Um, we uh you will see the Noodlebergs at your uh yeah, we will be there for anybody who I don't know if that's an open invite. Maybe I shouldn't invite everybody, Joy, but letting you know we're going to be there. It's November 1st. So. We'll, send, we'll send pictures, but we are, supporting, go. we are supporting them. So, um, so Jake is sorry, says Steve is a pizza pooper. I love it. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're taking, you no, no, no gluten free pizza, no Mr. 01. Like, what do you, there's like one kind of pizza in the whole world that you're going to eat? No, I eat good pizza. How's that? Right. <laughs> oh, so I went to Mr. 01 and like a moron, I ordered this like, um, it was like a taco in a pizza. It was a guacamole and I was like, oh, that was the wrong thing to order. I mean, this conversation has completely gotten hijacked by pizza. But if we're talking about pizza, then pizza from Naples, Italy is the most elite experience I've yeah. ever had in my life. I ate an entire large pie to myself. And the dough was so thin and airy and crispy that it was, it's like nothing I've ever experienced. I'll tell you how good it was in Italy. I, I'm trying to work off the weight that I put on when I was there because I ate it every day that I was there. Anyway, um, great conversation. The principle I want you all to take away is it's all about process. Boom, and the boom. ingredients, process the ingredients. ingredients, right? How you do what you do and what you choose to do it with. I love both of those. Fantastic. Ideas. So um, Mark is being the president of the company. He leads our conversations. And I love that. It's unique for me to actually be part of it and not driving it. And he came up with something a couple of weeks ago that initially like felt like somebody was pulling my eyelashes out, man. It was like, what? Uh, <laughs> We're going to take Fridays off. It's a four day. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like, what? what, what, what? You know, like, if, if someone said to me, I'm really excited to work for you, but I only work four days, I would say, you will be working four days for somebody else. <laughs> you know? right. so, um, but there is studies, more and more stuff happening um, through all kinds of categories. I want you to unpack the efficiency of four days and it's not Fridays off because you just shifted and that showed me some real discipline. So I want you to unpack that if you would. So moving to a four day work week. Right. And I think this really comes out of the Parkinson's law, right. Which, you know, says that activities will expand to the time that you give it. So if you're, if you think of things that way, we've just become conditioned to assume that our jobs require a minimum of five days a week. And maybe we have to work on the weekends as well or whatever. But so what I've done is I'm not taking Fridays off per se, 
I still do the huddle. I still do work. I'm still answering calls or emails or whatever. So it's not like I'm just completely off the grid, which I'm not off the grid on Saturday or Sunday. Are you ever off the grid unless you deliberately go on a vacation, right? You go and get on a boat, you go take a getaway where you're completely unplugged. But for me, Fridays have become my day because Jules is still in school. So there's no family obligations. And I'm able to do the things I need to do in order to help me be successful. That could go play a round of golf. That could be stay and work on some projects that I would know I want to spend some deep thought in. It could be taking the afternoon off to go to Boca, you know, town center with my wife. It could be whatever it is for me, but it's my day. Nobody else gets to cram into it. And so I've shifted all of my workload to Monday through Thursday Or in this instance, when I was off on Monday this week to Tuesday through Friday. So it gives you real flexibility to work with your schedule and figure out when you want to take your days and your time. And it forces you to be more efficient and more effective, forces you to really say, what do I really need to be working on? How much do I really need to be doing of this? And it really forces you to look at your calendar and your activity and be more, you know, efficient with it. Yes. So I I think the way you opened it up, I really liked. You said we're conditioned to 40 hour work week, Monday through Friday, all of these myths that if you have a set body of work to do, which we are very defined at what we do and how much of what we do, more is not better. (laughs) Better is better. Focus, dial in. I think what tends to happen is, and I see this all the time, I speak to you know business people at every level. I go, so tell me what your normal day is like. I don't really know. It's, you know like, right. what? Yeah, right. like when, when do you do like the biz dev stuff? Oh, when I get to it, you know, like so. You know, it's like that's why you never have enough time. You're always chasing the clock. Saying, you don't know what you're doing with your time. You you're allowing you- it to get hijacked left and right, and it's just no way to go about your day. And so what I find fascinating is that this one sense, be where your feet are, you know, do what you need to do. I'm traveling again on Monday, another business opportunity. I'll be going back to Atlanta for the day and the mix of activities that I'm going to do, even though I'm on the road, I can do this shit from anywhere. Right. I get there early. I land at seven 30. I won't be doing the huddle. You and Lori will do the huddle. I've got, Coaching calls Monday morning that I will do. I'll spend the belly of the day with the, you know, my new partners. And then I'll take a 540 flight home. And I've done it because it's on my calendar already. I can, I know. And so I'm fascinated by you getting it so quickly. Now, would you say that that came from your football background? Did that come from my training? And don't be afraid to blow smoke at me. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, you know, the, the concept and the understanding of it comes from football for sure, right? We were so dialed into our calendar and our schedule, but it was done for me. The head coach pretty much decided what our schedule was going to be. And then when we came in, he allotted me time for special teams, whether it be in a meeting, whether it be in practice, whatever. And then I got to decide what I would do with that. Somebody else was doing it for me. When I walked out of football and stepped into my first job outside of, of football, nobody was writing that schedule for me. 
Everybody was like, you got to be here on Monday through Friday. You got to work these hours. But nobody was really telling you what you were supposed to be doing when you were supposed to be doing it. So, you know, like Jay Katari asked, how many are blessed with the ability to take off day five? You know, Jonathan Aaron says professional services is struggling to adjust to this because things are usually billed by the hour. That's what's wrong. Well, is that Mary nails it. She says that's part of the disruption is that, you know, billing and doing by hour. That's programming that, hey, here's the body of work that needs to be done. Here's okay. what I'm going to charge you. I don't care if it takes you 10 minutes. People say to me, and this is unbelievable. The model, the business I sold 10 years ago was I would make a certain number of introductions for you. And they were like, wow, that's like really like for one introduction, you're charging that. I go, it's not the one introduction. It took me 40 years to be able to make that introduction. I've worked my career, my craft. So you're not buying the one one introduction. It's the same same thing when hiring a coach, I think, you know, like I, when I get into discussions with people who are looking at other coaches, most coaches charge by the hour. And I'm like, you're not hiring me for the hour. You're hiring me to be in your corner. You're hiring me to be there for you when you need me there. So yeah, we're going to have dedicated coaching time, but it's about all of the things outside of that. It's about the strategy work that we do together and on our own. It's about, you know, when I get an email from you at 630 at night, is this a good idea to share this on social media? And I help you come up with the idea on how to share that. That's what it's about. You're paying for to have somebody in your corner that's there to support, guide, and lead you. You're not paying for the half hour of the call that you're going to be on. It's ridiculous. You know, when I created this coaching model, the on-demand piece was so significant because in my own world, if I'm hiring somebody to work with me and you tell me you can only call me for an, uh, 30 minutes or an hour a week, I would tell right. you to go fuck yourself so fast. <laughs> it was like, are you serious? Like right. the best time is when you're giving me something to work on and I'm stuck. Right. Boom. And I need your help. You know, so I think, so that's where now final question of the day, um, the, the, the final jeopardy answer if a client called you on Friday, would you take it? Absolutely. That's that's what my whole point. Like, is, is that Friday is my time now. I get to decide what I do with it. If I happen to be on the golf course when the client calls, probably not going to answer it in the middle of the hole. But when we get to the turn or when I get off the course or whatever, you better believe I'm going to follow up with them and go back to them. So just because I'm off on Fridays doesn't mean I'm not working. So it just means you can't Jay. take my time from me unless I decide. Jay makes it sexual all the time, man. It's just, just <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter there, son. I love it. I love uh, it. Great, great conversation. Dude, we left half the content on the uh, on the docket, so it will move to next week. Tomorrow, uh, we have a very, very colorful CEO of uh, a company called CR Architecture. They are based in Cincinnati. Um, I was introduced to the guy a couple of years ago. Did not do anything on social media, but uh, he worked with us, and now you can follow him. He's helped build his company, and he wears amazing blazers. I said, dude, the show's casual. He's done our huddle before where he showed up with a great blazer. But, Mark, do you remember how we met David Aarons? 
Yeah, on the plane going to Cincinnati. He sat Cincinnati. behind us on the plane. He sat behind us and, and found us on LinkedIn and said, well, whoever you are, I love the blazers you guys are wearing. I want to talk to you. He became a client. He's a great friend. He is full of knowledge and wisdom, and he's very philanthropic. He's bald, and he will have a great time with us tomorrow. So make sure to tune in for Hudler in the Hot Seat. Uh, my man, it was a very fun uh, 30 minutes with you today. Yeah, great, great, great end to the week of shows. Excited for the uh, Huddler in the Hot Seat tomorrow. Everybody have a fantastic day. If you do not have a ticket to the women's event, make sure you get it because you will not want to miss these conversations with these wonderful leaders. And uh, the, today's motivational music, which we didn't get to, I'm going to close with, but it's Huey Lewis and Garth Brooks talking about working for a living. Sundays won't end ever, Sundays passing by. I'll be working here forever, at least until I die. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'm supposed to get a raise next week. Cause I'm working for a living